Social Zoom Factor, episode 83. Hey, Zoomers, we are getting started in just a few seconds. But in order to Zoom, you need fuel. Our sponsors give us that fuel. Take a minute now to learn more about them. Your team is at the heart and soul of your business. You work hard to attract great people who help your business Zoom. Our new partner, Everyone Social, enables employees to become effective brand ambassadors by sharing, recommending, and promoting relevant content while building their personal online brand. Check it out and request a demo at socialzoomfactor.com slash everyone social. The Marketing Nuts Agency helps companies transform their social and digital business from the inside out. Visit their website at www.themarketingnutswithaz.com for a client list, case studies, and some amazing free resources to get you started down the path of success. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life Zoomed. Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we are going to be talking about Facebook, and I'm going to share with you 15 things that I believe you should never do on Facebook. Now, remember, my number one golden rule for social media for anybody, any person, and any business is that there is only one way to do social, and that is the way that works for you, your audience, and your business. So when I give you podcasts on these topics, it's up to you to either use it or not use it, take it or leave it. It's my two cents, but my hope is that my experiences and my advice is able to help you optimize and tweak your business so that you can Zoom more efficiently, faster, and better in your business and in your life because that's what we're here for. That's why this is called the social Zoom factor. So if I wasn't giving you content that included opinion, I think I would be cutting you short of the value that you can receive from this podcast because that is what we are about. Now back to Facebook. It is no surprise that Facebook is just an amazing platform for you to nurture relationships. And I know they've gotten a lot of pushback lately because they're definitely moving more to a pay-to-play model, particularly as it relates to business. And it is impacting businesses of all sizes, from large business and particularly down to the medium and the small business, because we just don't have the budget that some of these huge brands do when it comes to paying to get their content in front of you. But when it comes to a platform where everyone is at, I'll tell you, Facebook is still one of those platforms. And I know Google Plus is doing great, you know, for some audiences. Instagram is definitely hot. Twitter, I absolutely love Twitter. When you think about Facebook, it's one of those places 
places that just feels like home to many of us. You know, it's where we go back to on a Saturday night, on a Sunday night. It's where our family is. It's where our friends are. And if you as a business leader can figure out how to nurture relationships in Facebook, how to connect with other human beings, how to build community, how to establish credibility, how to make sure that you are doing things that are helping your personal brand and not hurting it, that's what matters so much. And if you just look at the statistics, I mean, on a monthly basis, Facebook has 1.35 billion monthly active users. And that was as of September 30th, 2014. They have 1.12 billion mobile monthly active users. And if you are sitting on a blog or website and your website or blog is not mobile friendly, but yet you're posting links on Facebook to your blog, pound fail. You need to make sure that that blog or website, microsite is 100% mobile friendly and preferably mobile responsive. So I encourage you to check out some of our other podcasts that I did on making sure that you are not ignoring that mobile customer. But today we're talking about 15 things that you should never do on Facebook. So let's go ahead and get started. Number one is you should never create a Facebook group and then start spamming people to join the group. And just this weekend, I was invited yet to another Facebook group. And I really shouldn't even use the word invited because I was dragged into the group. And this is one thing that Facebook does that it they don't make it very easy for you to kindly and with good etiquette invite people into groups. It's kind of like you just invite them and they show up, you bring them in. But if you're doing that, if you're bringing people into a group, you really are better off sending people a link and inviting them. You can invite them via other social channels. You can invite them via Twitter, via a Facebook post, via email marketing, via LinkedIn, via any of the other social networks or other ways that you are communicating with your audience. If you have a relationship with these people, you should have another platform that you can invite them to a group other than dragging them in to your Facebook group without even being invited and without ever giving them the choice if they want to be part of your group. And I can tell you, if I ever use just the standard Facebook, you know, drag you into a group type of feature, I can guarantee you that I have at least mentioned that group to you. And we do have some private groups. So I run Get Real Chat and you can check out the Get Real Chat private group. It is on Facebook, but we meet on Twitter every single Tuesday night. So we have a Facebook group filled with over 600 people, all who are passionate about marketing and business and social and geeky stuff and Zooming our life and all these things that we talk about also here on this podcast. But I invite people to that group every single Tuesday night on Twitter. I invite people to the group once in a while on Facebook via Facebook. Facebook posts and through our email marketing. I also once in a while invite people to the group through our email communications. And I do not spam our email list. I am nurturing relationships on an ongoing basis, leveraging email marketing. 
What happened this weekend, though, is I got invited into a group on Facebook, and it was for a local city that I no longer live in. It was the Tampa slash Brandon area, and I was invited into a word-of-mouth group by somebody I know. And once I got into the group, it was pretty obvious that this group was all about the spam. And although it was called word-of-mouth group, where people were supposed to be sharing, I guess, their experiences of other brands and businesses and recommending and requesting recommendations for business partners and vendors, that type of thing. It was obvious everybody that had joined that group was just spamming their business. They're like, I'm so excited to be in this group. Here's what I do. All right, pound fail. And then I asked a question immediately and I said, what is this group about? Can somebody tell me what it is? I was just brought into this group. And I get a response back from a person who I believe is the owner of the group or one of the owners of the group. And he's actually an agency guy. So he's an agency guy outside of Tampa. I didn't look much into him because when I clicked on his link, I got a notification of a malware site. Go figure. So anyway, I posted my question and he sent me a response publicly and it said, look at our cover photo. I just couldn't believe that. So I asked, what is this group about? You know, why am I here? And his first response to me was, look at the cover photo. And the cover photo was really fuzzy, you know, and it did talk a little bit about it being a word of mouth site. But then he continued to just answer and try to justify the fact that this was a word of mouth group where people were going to be sharing information. So I didn't know this guy. I publicly but nicely said, you know what, no nothing personal, but I'm going to be leaving this group. This is similar to about 15 other groups that I've been invited to. Some of them I've stayed in, in the same Brandon Tampa area where it's the same cast of characters that are in there spamming their businesses, which takes us to number two. So number one was don't invite people to groups where you're going to spam them or just don't invite them to a group in general without telling them about the group. Number two is don't spam groups. So whether you are the leader of a group or you are joining a group, just because a group of people get together doesn't mean that that gives you a great opportunity for you to spam everybody that's in that group. And think about it as just a real in-person networking event. If you showed up and there were 600 people talking to one another, would you just go stand on a chair or stand on a table and say, hey, look at me, everybody. I'm here. This is my business. And I need you to come take my business card and check out my website. And I am so awesome. I'm going to offer you the best service that you possibly can receive. Come buy from me. If you did that at a real networking event, what would happen? People would just look at you like, oh my gosh, that girl has lost it. Or you'd probably have a lot of consultants coming over to you and saying, hey, uh, let me give you a little bit of help. Your methods are probably not helping your brand, okay? The same thing is happening when you are spamming these groups on Facebook. People are thinking the same things. And although it's easy for you to spam your link. And I've seen many people that will spam the same posts and they will do them on multiple groups, multiple times 
you know, over the course of a week. And it's easy to do that. It's easy to take your blog URL, your Facebook URL, and, you know, have a blurb that you're, you're writing and you're posting, hoping it's going to get you some business. But just trust me, there are so many better ways that you can be building your brand, utilizing Facebook, utilizing Twitter, utilizing any social network for that matter. You need to think bigger. You need to think better for yourself and you need to think more quality and and nurturing relationships and being human and not just being this automated uh, Facebook spammer. It is not the way that you want or need to be building your business, okay? Let's move on now. Let's go to number three. So number three is friending people just so you can spam them. And this happens to me a lot because I have over 200,000 people that follow me on Twitter and pretty good network out on LinkedIn and basically all the social networks. And I am just amazed at how many people come to friend me. And if I've talked to them offline or I've talked to them on another social network and I feel like even if I kind of know them, I will sometimes accept their friendship if I feel that they have established trust with me. And I am shocked at how many people take advantage of that trust almost at hello. So you know the the old movie with Tom Cruise, it's you had me at hello. Well, you can also lose me at hello, all right? So if you come and you ask me to be your friend on Facebook and you immediately spam my wall with your business, I'll just tell you, we're not going to be friends for very long. I'm probably going to say bye-bye because the definition of a friend to me on Facebook is somebody that I can trust. And I'm not one of those people that go and max out my friends on Facebook. If you want to connect with me on Facebook and I don't know you that well, head on over to my business page. And that's at facebook.com slash Pam Moore Marketing Nut, M-K-T-G-N-U-T. And there I will talk to anybody and you may not have that deep insight into my family and my kids, but I reserve my Facebook friends for people that I know and trust. And if you're going to come and spam my wall, right when we're friends, you've lost that trust at hello. So don't friend people just to spam them. Number four is don't spam the wall upon the friend request. So if I request to be your friend, same goes. Don't come and spam my wall. That doesn't mean that I'm inviting you to spam me just because I've asked you to be my friend. I've asked you to be my friend because I trust you. Okay, so same thing goes, whether you are sending the friend request or you are accepting the friend request. Number five is be very careful about accepting friend requests from people that you don't know. And just because everybody else has accepted that friend request doesn't mean that you necessarily need to do that. And it's interesting because I see a lot of people that make it into large groups of people, you know, and there's a huge groups of of networking that just happens online. That's why it's called social networking. And so we have these, you know, really tight knit, but some large groups of friends that we know and trust each other. And so sometimes there'll be a person that will come into the come in, come into play in a group and they'll ask you for a friend request and you look at them and you see, wow, you know, well, they're friends with 20 other people that I know, love and trust and communicate with on a daily basis. They must be good. But then as soon as I accept the friend request, then I find out they're nothing but a spammer or it's a fake account. So I just want to encourage you to really be careful and particularly if you are sharing personal information, if you have children that you're sharing photos and, you know, we just tend to share 
share more, I think, on Facebook. And particularly if you're keeping your friends kind of close, you know, you're you're not broadening and sharing everything on Facebook um, to public. You're sharing some things with just friends. And if you have some of your photos locked down for only friends, you don't want to be accepting every friend request that comes your way just to increase your numbers or your clout score or whatever objectives you may have. Don't do it. Number six is don't auto post every tweet to Facebook and every Facebook post to Twitter. Okay. Those two platforms, Facebook and Twitter, although a lot of us are on both, probably a lot of your customers and partners are on both platforms. They're very different platforms. And the way that we communicate on Facebook is very different than the way that we communicate on Twitter. So if you are spending a lot of time on Twitter And you've maybe started to grow your Twitter following and people are liking what you have to say. What I see a lot of people doing is they're like, okay, I got the Twitter game going. So now I'm going to post all this stuff to Facebook and everybody's going to love it on Facebook. Well, what happens, number one, we can tell that you've posted that to Facebook from Twitter, particularly if you're doing retweets. So if you're doing a retweet where you have mentioned another person's Twitter handle, it's going to be very obvious. Uh, we can also tell by the length of the tweet because a tweet can only be 140 characters. So when we look at a Facebook wall and we see that all of the posts are either including a mention of somebody else or you know something that just can't be read or understood correctly on Facebook and it's you know about that 140 character length, it's pretty obvious that you are just spamming your tweets to Facebook. And The downfall of this, why you don't want to do this, is you want to invest in relationships. And if you are posting links and content to Twitter and you are being so lazy that you're posting that same exact thing to Facebook, what you're basically telling your Facebook friends is you ain't worth that, you know, that that saying that says, uh, talk to the elbow because you ain't worth the extension. That's kind of what it's like. You know, talk to my Twitter feed because you aren't worth me putting a custom post up here on Facebook for you. That I know is going to be more visually engaging. It's going to be maybe a little bit longer and is going to better fit in with the way that people like to communicate on Facebook. Same thing goes for Facebook to Twitter. Nothing drives me more crazy than if I am on Twitter and I'm in Hootsuite and somebody posts something to Twitter that I want to read and it has a link back to Facebook. Well, it's not going to easily open up that app so I can see that on Facebook. It's not going to make me want to like your page because you have sent me a tweet on Twitter that really is a link from Facebook. It drives me nuts and it drives a lot of other people nuts too. It's not just me. So try to keep the two networks separate. There's a lot of tools you can leverage. Buffer app is great. Hootsuite is great. Sprout Social is great for posting these types of updates. And you can post a similar update to each platform through one interface, but they don't need to be exactly the same. You don't need to be sending it from Facebook to Twitter and Twitter to Facebook. Okay. Number seven is do not create a fake you. You need to pound be you and you need to focus on living your life and not stalking everybody else and then deciding you want to live their life. And what I see some people doing, and I honestly see this more often than I wish I saw it, is people just creating this persona of themselves that isn't 
100% real, okay? And they want to create this perfect life that they have. Don't fall into that. People love you for you. And don't, which is number eight, constantly compare yourself to other people. And on Facebook, it's so easy to do that because you can wake up on a Saturday morning and you know start looking at other people's lives. And if you have a lot of friends that are trying to create this poster of their life, of how perfect it is, I'm sorry, nobody has a perfect life, okay? And if you do, tell me how you got there because if you have kids and you have a husband and you have a job and you have school things you need to go to and you have cars on winter and snow and whatever may be, it can't be perfect. There are things that go good and things that go bad and make sure that you are just showing your real self. And that's a huge part of building your online persona is knowing the difference between authenticity and transparency which I talk about in detail in episode 67. But being authentic is being real. And it doesn't mean that you need to share every single thing about your life in order for you to be authentic. That is transparency. How much you share in about your life and your business is transparency. And people really get these things confused. And if they may have some not so good things going on in their life, they think that they need to share everything. And so if, if it's not so good things that are going on, then they start to make up things. You know, when we've done some consulting with executives of, and employees at all levels within organizations on how to build their personal online personas and brands, this is one of the things that we really find is usually when they are posting some things that are kind of exaggerated, they're they're stuck in that rut that they think they need to share everything. So if you struggle with this at all, I really encourage you to check out episode 67 and it will really help you understand the difference between authenticity and transparency. Okay, number nine, this is pretty simple. Don't invite people to play games with you, even people who don't play games, okay? Quit spamming my wall in my inbox telling me to play games with you. If if you are a person, particularly in business, that I have connected with on a business level, and you are constantly spamming me with Candy Crush invitations, just go buy some Candy Crush Lives or whatever you need to go do. You don't need to be spamming me with that because that shows me maybe your business isn't doing so good that you can't afford to go buy some Lives and you are only friends with me because you want me to help you on Candy Crush. I hope that's not the case. But, you know, some people may actually think that if that's what you're doing to them. Number 10 is never take credit for other people's work. And I always believe in giving credit where credit is due. And this is in ideas. So this could be content that you're posting. It could be as simple as a quote. I have had some uh, people online that have literally copied almost everything I do. You know, they will go back and I will have whatever is my top tweet for the day. The next day, the next couple days after that, everything that they post on Facebook is the quotes or the posts that I had on Twitter. They'll start to take over hashtags. They'll start to take over just content that that is being created and generated from our brains. And I know that a lot of times we all think alike. So we have to be careful of this because, you know, the only really unique idea is the one where you're adding your own perspective to it. A lot of us may think we have unique ideas, but yet 
you know, it could be someone down the road, you know, our friend on Facebook has been thinking about the same thing for maybe even longer. And I know there's a ton of um, programs and ideas and projects that we are incubating right now in our business that chances are some people are doing the same thing. And when we launch, they're going to say, ah, I should have got that out sooner. Or they may think we're copying them or we heard of them. Um, doing it. And the truth is we didn't, but you know, when you're giving credit where credit is due and you know, when you're not. So if you are sharing content that you saw in one of your friends, news, news feeds, or one of the business pages that you follow, give them credit and you don't have to put it in the first line of the Facebook post. Okay. You can post the title, you can post, you know, whatever you want to say about that, that link you're posting or whatever the content may be. But if somebody inspired you to do it or wherever you first saw it, give credit, you know, add a line and say, thank Thank you, you know, Johnny Rockets for uh, giving me this idea or thank you for posting this earlier today or, you know, whatever that may be. Keep it short and keep it simple, but give the credit. Number 11 is don't post things only to get attention. And this is pretty easy to understand. So this, these are the people who are all about the drama. Um, they're always posting just negative content or really um, argumentative type of posts, maybe politics and religion. And I know some people are very passionate about those topics. So if that is your thing, fine, that's your thing. But don't post that type of content just to get attention, just to increase your influence scores. Number 12 is don't vent constantly on Facebook. So same thing goes with this. This also ties back to number seven and number eight, which is just being yourself. And don't, I don't want to tell you not to complain on Facebook, but don't vent. There's a difference between sharing our life and maybe complaining about some of the bad things once in a while versus completely venting about your spouse or your kids or whatever it may be. And if you're feeling that maybe you're doing this, 101 tip is just walk away, take a breath. And if it makes you feel better to post that post, go post that, that type up that post in a notes app so it doesn't accidentally get sent to Facebook. Uh, you know, do the same thing you would in an email if you were sending it to your boss or to a team of people at work. Write it out if it makes you feel better to write it out and then walk away, take a break, go take the dog for a walk, get outside, go grab some lunch, some coffee, something, and then come back to it with a fresh perspective. And chances are you may not want to send it. Okay. Hopefully you won't. Number 13 is don't set up a personal Facebook profile as a business page. And this is really important because what I'm saying here is don't set up a personal profile and use that as your business page. And if it is actually against a violation of Facebook terms for you to use a personal page as a business page. So the best way to tell the difference between a personal page and a business page is business pages can only get likes. Personal profiles get friends. And I want you to think about this from a safety and security perspective of why Facebook does this, okay? Think of a business. So think of our agency or any business that you know. So our agency is the marketing nuts. We have a group of us who all have access to our agency account, okay? A small group of us that have access to that. But if I had that set up, our agency account is a personal paid, personal profile. And then I friended you and thousands of other people. I We would be able to see all of your personal photos, all of your personal um, content. However, you have a setting set for me to be able to see that content. 
my business would be able to see that, okay? Now, what happens if you're connected to all these businesses and you're a person, you're to your personal profile, okay? You're the consumer at this point. What happens if you're connected to 50 businesses and as they have turnover, you don't know who is on the other side of that business page. It could be somebody that just um, got out of jail for child molestation and you are connecting them to your personal profile. So you need to be really careful in not accepting friend requests from people who have their personal account set up as a business page. I highly, highly encourage you not to do this. And same thing goes for people who are wanting to set up their personal page as a business because they are tired of the Facebook algorithm. They know it's easier to get attention and to have conversations as a personal profile. And I'll get those friend requests that come in and it'll say, you know, ABC business. I never, ever accept them. I usually send them a note back and say, what you're doing is in violation with Facebook terms and conditions. And you need to set up a personal profile as a human being if you want me to be your friend. End of story. I have a blog post on this I will link to that will give you specific instructions on how to um, transition your account. If you have a personal profile set up as a business page and you want to be able to transition that to a real business page where you can get likes, I have a blog post that tells you exactly how to do that step by step. And then you can take some of those friends and a good majority of them will turn into Facebook um, likes on your page. So it's been a hot blog article that I wrote a few years ago and it's still very useful and I will include it on the show notes page for this podcast at socialzoomfactor.com slash 83 because this is episode 83. Okay, number 14 is don't have conversations on a public wall. This should really be happening in private or on email. So if the conversation really should be happening one-on-one, whether that be via phone, whether that be via email, don't have that conversation on a public wall, whether that be your wall or your spouse's wall. I have seen people get into some heated discussions and they really need to take it offline. You know, it's kind of like that get a room, people go talk about it in your own world. We don't need to see all that. And number 15, drum roll, last but not least, this is kind of a fun one. Okay, if you're going to post photos that are bad, post bad photos of yourself, okay, not other people. And sometimes what happened in Vegas needs to stay in Vegas. And I have this rule where particularly with clients and friends, I always want to make my clients and my friends look good. So if, if I'm choosing between five photos and I have a client, particularly a client in the photo with me, I will always choose the photo where they look the best. And, you know, just think about somebody other than yourself when you're posting these photos and no bad butt photos. And I always say this when I go to some of the big events, I work a lot with uh, the British Council. In the last couple of years, we have been in Spain doing some social business training and we have these unspoken rules that there are no bad butt photos. And so I always say, you take a bad picture of my behind and you post it on Twitter, I'm going to turn around and do the same thing to you. Although I really wouldn't. And think about it with pictures of yourself too. When you're, you don't want a ton of bad pictures of anybody up there on your Facebook page. Keep them clean. If you had a blast partying on Saturday night, do you really want those photos to be blasted for the world to see? And I'll just end this by saying, what happens on Facebook goes to Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, blogs, websites, and the news. 
So be careful what you post, be careful who you're friends with, and make sure that you are just managing your personal brand in the best way that you can. I hope that this podcast proved useful to you today. I hope you got some tips and how to best build your personal brand and really tap into the power of Facebook. I know that your time is so limited and so valuable. So I thank you for hanging with me today for the 30 minutes of Social Zoom Factor. Have an amazing week. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.